Well, we're into the legislative session here. And once again, we get the great opportunity to talk with our 35th district representatives on the line. Now with me is representative Dan Griffey. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I am well, and I hope you and the family have been able to stay warm these last couple of days. Well, I just I remembered that years and years ago, Dinah bought me this really nice, long, really warm jacket that was a dress jacket, and it was just in the closet. And I I, I suffered for these uh, for two days before I'm like, you know, I had this really nice jacket, and boy, it helps a lot. Jeff. And it helps a lot. Wow, <laughs> it does. you know one. Before we get too far into this, you know, our public utility crews over these last couple of days, they are just second to none in PUD3 and PUD1 uh, in Mason County and then the respective companies in uh, Kitsap and Thurston. Just pretty, um, they're out there doing the hard work for our, for our for the folks out there. Oh, amazing people. I absolutely love uh, uh a PD3 service uh, and power and PD1, uh, what they do um, is just such a service to this community. So yes, thank you to our line workers. Uh, they are amazing. One of the things that we've talked about over the last couple of years here during session is uh, law enforcement and law enforcement's ability to do their job. And uh, there has been some changes in the legislature over the last couple of years. Uh, and I know that you and your counterparts here in the 35th have been very vocal, not only with the state house, but in communication with our uh, law enforcement officers like Sheriff Sperling and uh, Chief Costed now with the Shelton Police Department, one of the things that you had been looking at are the pursuit laws and how they were changed. It looks to be a an initiative has been signed by the threshold of signators, and it is a uh, uh, 2113. This is vehicle pursuits. Talk to me a little bit about how this initiative works as it moves into the legislature or is it a vote by the people in november it's both um uh, so okay. this this the way it was organized uh, the constitution gives you several ways to petition directly so if you don't believe that the legislature is doing exactly what you want to do uh washington state's uh, founders were pretty clear they wanted a direct petition so right now jeff uh the citizens uh, petitioned. I was one of them. I signed onto the petition. Uh, we have uh, crippled law enforcement's ability to actually uh, fully do their job. <laughs> and the light goes off again. Anyway, um, and uh, law enforcement are telling us uh, the amount of crime that just gets to go uh, on uh, without any check from a law enforcement agency is alarming. Right mm -hmm. now, uh, if you look at all the crime statistics in Washington State, they're just uh, they're skyrocketing. Um, uh, uh, murder, um, uh, rape, um, uh, fentanyl crimes, and those people dying from fentanyl overdoses are just at the meteoric uh, path. Uh, we have to give our law enforcement tools to keep our friends and family safe and our communities predictable in that safety. Uh, and right now, um, the people petitioned directly to the legislature. That um, uh, Bill was read into uh, the record or the journal yesterday. Uh, we uh, went through a procedural motion on the floor and were defeated uh, to have it brought directly to committee because what uh, if we don't pass it, so this initiative to the people, if it doesn't get passed now, uh, it doesn't become law until the voters get to vote on it in November. So the voters have two shots here. Uh, they can reach out to their local representatives. You can reach out to me and uh, tell me you want me to uh, vote for this bill, but I, I will. 
um, absolutely will. Um, but uh, you'll have another opportunity in November. So that is the kind of beauty of this, right? So the legislature has two options. They can either um, propose this bill exactly like uh, the citizens wanted uh, and, and wrote and signed uh, and, uh, and, and got on the ballot, or they can do an alternative. They can, uh, the legislature can propose a separate measure. Now, if that happens, both measures make it on the ballot. So there would be competing measure uh, that both sides would then have to, you know, uh, campaign for and advertise. Uh, but that's where we're at now. Um, I think it is a step in the right direction to, uh, to have a more predictable, safe and secure uh, community. Uh, gives law enforcement officers the ability to go get those people that would do harm to others. Um, and I, I think it's a good idea. Um, I sure hope the majority party affords uh, uh, it now so we can realize those benefits now. So the current uh, roles on this police officer can engage in a vehicular pursuit. A lot of this seems similar, except for this first part. Uh, currently, reasonable suspicion to believe that a person in the vehicle is committing or has committed a violent offense a sex offense, a vehicular assault offense, domestic violence offense, escape, or driving under the influence. That is a, a very um, descriptive paragraph right there. I mean, it, it lays that out there. And then the change is to a reasonable suspicion that the person has violated the law. So that would open it up to uh, retail theft, I suppose, like we talked about last week. Is that how that reads? Yeah. So there are many crimes that are not captured there, Jeff. And what we um, if a reasonable officer suspects that that is the person that someone called 911 about um, that, the officer can then um, at least pull the car over uh, and, and question them. It, it may not work into any charge or, or find out that it was, um, you know, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, that those type of what we call Terry stops uh, have been have become uh, quite routine in law enforcement. Uh, they're low impact. And when the officer finds out that they weren't able to develop probable cause, then you're free to go. But let's talk about this, Jeff, when that happens and that person uh, has uh, been a prolific um, a shoplifter. Right. And they've thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, stole from our local stores. Many people are kind of tired of the fact that everything's now be between uh, them and bulletproof proof glass. Uh, you got to go find somebody. Could you could you open that up for me uh, mm -hmm. so I can get my item? Uh, they really want um, the freedom law enforcement does to be able to be proactive in their law enforcement. I've said this for many years. I think I, last time you and I were in, you interviewed me. I talked about. Proactive policing, um, uh, reactive policing is um, is kind of where we're at, right? And so the officer has to make too many decisions uh, at one time, uh, and it limits their real ability to engage and stop crime before it happens. Uh, and I think this initiative gives us that. I remember a conversation with Sheriff Salisbury when he was in office, kind of similar to this. It probably was around the same time. I guess these laws had changed a little, but he would he he said the story of well, if there was a a hit and run, for example, and the witnesses there said it was a white truck, well, you know, unless I guess the officers had the exact license plate and maybe the description of the person and 
actually saw the white truck do this, then they could go after that uh, a white truck matching that description. So this opens it up to saying, well, it was a white truck. And if you see a white truck that's halfway down the road that may have uh, paint marks from another car, well, that let's check it out. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're talking about, Jeff, um, being able to find that individual. But here's what the most important thing, if that individual just hit someone, uh, they could hit someone else. And it mm -hmm. could be the one that you, your family's in, my family's in. And what we want to do is stop. Um, we want to have less tears uh, and more cheers, right? We want people uh, to feel more safe, more secure, that uh, we're being proactive and getting after uh, crime before it uh, it actually uh, hurts our family. And we have to have lots of tears. What are your th uh, thoughts or the reasons from the other side of the aisle for not picking this up? So um, the way it's uh, it, it, it's kind of being pushed out now is they they call it a, a racist uh, issue is that uh, we pull over more uh, people of color. Um, the problem of that in in a Mason County or even a Thurston and a Kitsap County, um, that's really not the case. Right. So um, if uh, it really is a behavior, um, I absolutely reject any type of racial profiling. And I and I know that. Uh, some think that that is deep-seated in law enforcement. I don't believe it is. I really believe that we have been teaching for years and years and years now uh, to look through um, all crime from a crime lens, uh, not a color lens. Uh, but it's something that we have to overcome. And law enforcement has the obligation now to overcome some of those stereotypes. Uh, but again, think about Mason County and think about you know our demographics. Uh, it really isn't that way. And all it's doing is limiting those factors. And you know that truck we were talking about? The thing that scares the hell out of me, Jeff, is I don't want my family to be the next one they hit and then right. ser cause serious pain. I don't want your family either. None, none of the people I represent do I want to have to feel the pain. The additional thing that I know you have uh, really been a champion of in the legislature in your time is uh, domestic violence awareness, sexual assault awareness, and you have a new bill that you just filed, a sexual strangulation bill. Explain that a little to me. Yeah, so right now strangulation is illegal in Washington state, and it is against the law. Nobody has the ability to ask somebody to assault them. So strangulation is uh, an assault. Uh, it is against the law. Uh, and so all this bill really does is says that no one can um, consent uh, to an illegal activity where you starve oxygen to the brain. Uh, there is a troubling movement out there where many people engage in what's called sexual strangulation. And when the person is trying to flee uh, their uh, abuser, uh, what happens in court is the person that uh, is... Um, the, the perpetrator, that person is able to say, well, she asked for it. I want to take that argument out of court. I want to level the playing fields a little bit. So right now, sexual assault is on, on an absolute meteoric rise like everything else. It's one of those crimes. That, and, you know, it's disappointing to me with all the work that we have done here that we still see that to be the case. So what we need to do is those monsters that have the ability to uh, dominate people, um, to coercively control them, uh, to treat them like an object, we need the 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 sexual assault survivor, the domestic violence survivor, to be able to have um, some 
some leveling of the playing field in court. And this one just takes that argument off the table uh, when we're talking about it. Um, it. It is no defense, and that's the bill's uh, uh, specific purpose, no defense uh, that the person uh, consented to such an activity. I think it's important. Explain to me a little bit about in, in the courtrooms, and I, uh, I'm i going to kind of make I suppose some assumptions here, but we're we're in the courtroom, and uh, the accuser in this situation, like you said, perhaps could be a dominating or a domineering figure. How often is it, uh, in your understanding, that the um, uh, abusee, the person who's being abused, will either not even have, uh, you know, the confidence to show up into that courtroom to uh, face their accuser? or uh, feel like they can safely tell their side of the story? They don't. Uh, it is the most terrifying event. I've, I've sat through many cases, uh, and I've, I've teared up with uh, the, uh, you know, the person who is trying to escape sexual assault violence or domestic violence. Uh, the, there, is, there is a high-powered attorney on the other end that accused them of everything, Jeff. It is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in, um, in your life. Um, they'll write a declaration. You know, the survivor of sexual violence will write a de declaration and I'll, it'll tell the court everything they've lived through. And then the the monster, the violator, um, will just flip it all around on them and just say, no, everything she said, I, uh, um, she did to me. I'm the victim. And it is one of the most disgusting things you will ever see. And then you see judges talk to them in such a terrible manner, just absolutely demeaning. Um, uh, People trying to escape domestic violence and sexual assault uh, before they get there, Jeff, um, they are almost crippled by the pressure society puts on them, by the pressure that the court system puts on them. I want to take one of the arguments that the monsters use to try to get out of the horrible crimes they commit away from them. And in this one, we're just saying strangulation is something that is not is assault in Washington state. It's not something that's allowed to be done. Uh, and if you engage in such activities, you better trust your sexual partner. One of the things just to mention here, too, if you are in uh, a home or in the situation of sexual assault or domestic violence, Turning Point Survivor Advocacy Center does have a 24-hour crisis support line. They uh, take calls and texts now uh, at 360-432-1212. You can always get help there uh, with the shelter, safety planning, legal advocacy training, and more uh, in Shelton there at Turning Point Survivor Advocacy Center. And they have uh, done a lot for... Uh, the victims in our community being the second largest of these in the state. Uh, Representative Griffey, it is always good to talk with you and uh, be well this week. We'll check in next week on the process of some of these initiatives and bills that we've been talking about. And uh, you can always get to Dan's website at dangriffey.houserepublicans.wa.gov. Thank you so much. That was, such, that was such a great ending, Jeff, but can I, can I uh, Please. add just a, just a uh, sum on the end? Uh, yeah. Please do not please do not hesitate to call that hotline. They are amazing uh, at helping out. And sometimes it's the only help that's going to help you through this. So thank you, Jeff, for bringing up Turning Point. Amazing group. I love all of them. And they are doing everything they can. And it's an uphill battle. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, sir. Good to talk with you. Thank you. Bye bye now.